Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to Wannabe Clutter-Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, with Deanna Yates, episode number 160. On today's episode, I'm talking about carving out time for joy. As the saying goes, all work and no play makes Jack a very dull boy. Well, the same is true for decluttering in your home. No one wants to declutter when it is difficult and boring. So we're going to talk about how to make it more fun and why having a purpose can give you the boost you need to finally get the job done. Well, hey there, my wannabe clutter-free friend. How are you doing this week? When this episode airs, we will be coming off a long holiday weekend in the U.S. My husband actually had Monday and Tuesday off, so we will have had four whole days to play with, and I'm sure the week will be feeling pretty strange right about now. Pair that with summer break and no more planned summer camps, and, well, I'm going to have to be very purposeful with this week and making sure to get things done, right? But more importantly, I'm going to actually have to make sure that I schedule fun. You heard me right. I actually need to schedule fun because if I left it up to chance, it's highly likely that an entire day could roll by and I would wonder at the end of it, well, where did the time go? Did we actually do anything of consequence? Did we have fun? What did we do? Who knows, right? So that is why I want to schedule things because scheduling fun is actually what I want to discuss today. Not just the fun of going out and doing stuff, although that's really important. I also want to talk about how it relates to decluttering and living clutter-free. After all, if we only see decluttering as this negative thing we should do, it's never going to get done. And if it does get done, it's going to feel harder than it needs to. So let's lighten it up and let's let's make it way more fun. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening to this show. 
If you are new here, well then, welcome to our clutter-free universe. And if you are returning, I hope you know how much I appreciate you. I create this show for all of you listening, and so I do my best to make it helpful, educational, or inspiring. So if you like this topic today, this episode, or any others, could you please take a moment to rate and review this show? You can do it right now in the app that you're using to listen to this episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually leave a comment just like you would on a blog post. If you're listening on Apple, you can leave me a review. And your reviews, one, they make my day, they help spread this message, and two, they help it so that I can continue creating this content for you. And so I wanted to share one of the lovely reviews that I received recently. And this one comes from Bloom S., And they said, and I quote, great podcast. I recently discovered your podcast and I'm really enjoying it. I love the tips and ideas you suggest to help keep my home more clutter free. Thank you. End quote. Bloom, thank you so much for the kind review. I am so happy that you find the tips and ideas helpful. And I really appreciate you taking the time to let me know. And if you are listening to this right now and think that I could do that, well, then please head on over to the rating and review section in your app and fill it out. And then one final thing before we get into our topic for today, if you would like the show notes for this episode, you can find it all over on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 160. Again, that's wannabe, all one word, clutterfree.com forward slash the number 160. All right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's look at carving out more time for joy and making decluttering more fun as we get clutter free. Are you ready? All right. Here's one thing I want us to understand. Most people look at decluttering in the wrong way. They think it has to be hard. They think it has to take all day and that it's going to be messy. And the truth is that just because decluttering has been like that for you in the past does not mean it has to be like that going forward. When we make decluttering more fun, we will want to do it more. And more decluttering will lead to a tidier home. It's kind of like that if you give a mouse a cookie book, right? So if you do this one thing, then this one thing. If you give a mouse a cookie, then he's going to want a glass of milk. Then if he gets a glass of milk, he's going to need a napkin and so on, right? Well, that is kind of how decluttering is, I think. Because the benefits of decluttering, less cleaning of the space is needed, more peace is felt in your home, less stress is felt in your body. Well, those naturally add up and it makes us want to do more decluttering. It's like a domino. After that first one falls, they all pick up momentum and they continue to topple without any additional effort. So I want to give us seven ways to make decluttering more fun. The first one is to start with a fun area. Now, please don't start with the toughest area in your home. I see this time and time again. Instead, I want you to start with an area that is easy to make progress in, make it quickly, and then in an area that it doesn't have high emotional attachment, okay? So, right? So don't start with your garage. Don't start with your basement. Don't start with boxes of sentimental items. I think these are the bigger things where we think, oh, if I could just tackle that one big space, It's going to give me the motivation to do the rest of the house. It's the one area that's really been on my mind for so long that I really want to get to. Like, I think we have these ideas that we need to do the hard stuff first and like really just get in there and that it has to be difficult, but it doesn't. Okay. So we're going to walk through this. But ever since my chat with Terry Crawley on episode 155, 
about the importance of sleep, I highly recommend that we actually start decluttering in our bedroom because it will help you sleep better. And then that alone is going to boost your energy and transform your life. But I get that sometimes that's not where people want to start. Because if you need to keep this fun and make progress quickly, your bedroom might not be the place where you feel like you see the biggest rewards and results, right? So why not start in some place that's a little bit easier, maybe a little bit more fun, maybe your bathroom or your pantry. Now I know as I said those, you weren't thinking, yay, that sounds really fun. Hear me out. (laughs) Both of those areas hold a lot of items. And so you will likely find lots of things that you can toss. And so when you are starting out on decluttering, that momentum really is fun. And it feels really good to be able to say, look at all this progress I made. And so when you can throw out a bunch of things really quickly, it will give you that boost of fun, okay? So they're also not filled with emotional minefields, right? Like I said before, don't start in your garage. Don't start in your basement. Don't start with boxes of sentimental items that you promised yourself you would get to someday, right? Keep it light. Make progress. Feel good about it. It is okay for something to feel easy. It is okay for something to feel fun, especially when it's a big job like decluttering. We want to make it fun. So keep it light. Make progress. Feel good about it. Fun and joy are not things to avoid. They're not rewards that we only get at the end of a hard job. This has been a very tough lesson for me to learn in my own life. My whole life, I was praised for being a hard worker. And so when something felt easy, it felt like I was cheating somehow. Now I know that when things are easy, it means that I might be in a state of flow. I might be using my innate talents and gifts and that it is okay to have fun along the way. It not only makes the current quote unquote job better, but it makes me want to keep going. So look around your home and find a place where you can declutter a lot of items quickly because achieving something, and in this case, getting rid of a lot of things in a short amount of time, is going to feel fun. It's going to feel like progress. You are going to feel a quick win. All right, so that's number one. Please go ahead and start with a fun area or an area where you can get rid of a lot of things quickly. Number two is to gamify it. Now, you've probably heard the word gamify before as it's a big topic in the tech space, and it's a building block for a lot of the apps we use. Some that come to mind that I use in my everyday life are Duolingo, Facebook, to-do apps, and pretty much any other thing that has a daily component to it. Anything where you're tracking, that's a lot of gamification. And it turns out that studies have shown that people inherently have a quality called present bias, where we favor instant gratification over long-term rewards. Shocking, right? I know. We actually had studies that showed this. I know. You know it in your life. I know it in my life. We see it in our kids all the time. But it is good to have the studies back them up. Now, we know what we should do to make our long-term goals possible, right? We should go to bed earlier, but it's more fun to scroll through social media. We want to be healthier, so we should take the stairs when it's an option, but the elevator is so much easier. And we should put things away, but it's pretty simple to just plop everything in a pile on the nearest flat surface, right? So one way we can make decluttering more fun is to actually gamify it. And one of my favorite ways to gamify anything is to race against myself because it is much easier to say I'm going to declutter for 10 minutes than I'm going to declutter this entire room. So one is a small doable action and the other is a big overwhelming job without a set endpoint. 
When you're looking at a giant room, right, you're going to have all these questions come up. What will you do with all the items that you find that belong in another room? How many decisions are you going to have to make? What happens when you get interrupted? Are you going to be able to make a decision on each item in that room while your kids keep peppering you with mom every few minutes? Probably not, right? So when we do these big giant tasks, it gets overwhelming. It's already overwhelming before you even start, let alone starting and then getting interrupted and the whole thing kind of the whole cart tipping over, right? So we want to keep things small. So when you look at it in that way, you can see why breaking these things down, these tasks down into smaller actions is much easier and simply a more fun approach. So to use this in your own life, all you need to do is pick a space, set a timer, preferably you're going to keep it pretty short. I mean, start with five, 10, maybe 15 minutes, and then see how much progress you can make before the buzzer goes off. I think you will be shocked at how much you can do in a short amount of time. I see this time and time again. I promise if you've never done this where you set your timer and raced against yourself, please do it. Please do it at the end of this episode. (laughs) You will be surprised at how much uh, just progress you can make. And then all that progress is going to be a little dopamine hit. And it makes the entire thing more fun, right? It becomes a little addictive. You did something, you feel great about it, you're going to want to do it again. Instead of doing something that is hard and you get overwhelmed and you stop and then you feel defeated, right? So we want to make it small, actionable, gamify it, have fun with it. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple, download the Earn In app Verify your paycheck and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than three and a half million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, that's number two. Number three is to challenge yourself. So join in a challenge. Well, challenges are a great way to motivate you with decluttering. You get accountability and encouragement that you might not have had if you were just left to your own devices. And there are several challenges out there, and I actually host one myself that I call the Avalanche Declutter Challenge. I took an existing challenge and I spun it on its head because I like to, when I decide to do something, I'm remember back to that hard worker thing, I dive all in. I want to just go. I've made the decision. I'm here. I'm committed. Let's do this. So I actually have to pull myself back and give myself a little bit of a parameter, but I don't want to limit myself so much. So it's a month-long challenge. It starts out big and then gets smaller and easier as you go instead of starting out small and gaining momentum. So it's the avalanche, right? It starts off and then just kind of goes at it. So you start with 30 items on day one, 29 items on day two, 28 on day three, and so on and so forth until you only have one item to declutter on your last day. So it takes this idea of being able to declutter and then those middle days get a little tricky, right? Where you're having to declutter 20, 19, 18. Like shockingly, those days are the toughest because you've already gone through and decluttered a lot of things. But if you can stick with it, you will have decluttered 465 items by the end and it makes you feel happy and you have this challenge. So it helps motivate you. Other people have done it and you can come on in and talk in the group and share what you're decluttering and everybody loves to cheer on uh, anybody doing the challenge. So come on over if you're interested. You can find out how to sign up. I'll leave the link in the show notes or you can go to wannabeclutterfree.com avalanche for more details, okay? So challenge yourself. And there's all sorts of challenges. You can have your family do it too. So if you guys wanna do the challenge together, Day one is 30 items. You can say, hey, we're going to divide it up and each person is going to get 10 items depending on how many people you have in your family. We have three, so it's divisible nice and easily to um, to 10 a piece. If you have four, you can each do eight items and do a couple extra, no big deal. Or two people get eight and two people get seven, no big deal. You get to decide. It's real fun and simple. So uh, give it a try and see what you think. All right, so that's number three, challenge yourself. Find a decluttering challenge out there. And there's lots. If you don't want to do the avalanche declutter challenge and a month is too long, modify it for yourself and uh, just do it for a week and see how it goes. All right, number four is friendly competition. So piggybacking on that, the declutter challenge I was saying was just for yourself, but I did kind of add your family in there at the end. I think this one is really going to hit that on the nose because who says you have to be the only one decluttering in your home? If possible, recruit your family members to help. But if you have listened to this podcast for a while, you will know that I do advocate that you start with your own stuff. And this tip is not a contradiction to that. So let's dive on in. Now, the reason I recommend you start with your own stuff is because I believe we actually do need to understand what it is like to declutter our own belongings before we ask someone to go through their things. I mean, why would someone listen to you if you're not willing to do it yourself, right? However, you can still declutter your own stuff and compete against your family. So our daughter is really big on games. And so this really works well for us in our house. All you have to do is pick a number and then see who can declutter that many items first. All right, you can add in another element and you can draw a number out of a hat, right? Pick Actually combine this with the Avalanche Declutter Challenge and do between numbers between 1 and 30 and then pick those numbers out of a hat and see who can declutter those that number of items, right? We can keep this fun and simple. It 
again, doesn't have to be hard. We're trying to make it more fun. So you could also, if you don't want to go through the trouble of making up the numbers, you could use a random number generator on your phone. Simply go to the app store, look up random number generator, and you will find a bunch of different apps that will allow you to put in the first number, the last number, and hit randomly generate. The kids love to do it. Get them on board by letting the kids be the one that hit the button and proclaim to everybody in the home, we have to declutter 15 items today. And then you can decide, is that 15 a piece? Is that 15 as a family? Whatever works for you and how motivated everybody is to participate, okay? But make it fun. Be excited about it. Pretend you're on stage. Pretend you are hyping up your family to go and do this thing, okay? It's not going to be like, oh, we have to do 15 things today, right? Change your language. Change your delivery. Make it fun and make it a competition. Now, another one of my ways that I'm going to continue on this friendly competition, because it doesn't necessarily have to be just about decluttering, it can also be about tidying up. Because sometimes we want the things in our home, right? I mean, things are tools. We need to use them. We need to have things in our home. I have things in my home. And that's one of the reasons why I love the clutter-free aspect versus the minimalist aspect, because minimalism can feel so restrictive but being clutter-free means I have only the things I need in my home. And so another way we do this friendly competition is in our evening power tidy. So we take about five to 10 minutes to tidy up as a family in the evening. And we do this between dinner and dessert, and it just makes it easier for us to clean up after the meal and then make sure our home is kind of reset as we then have time to unwind together as a family And then it makes the next day when we wake up and start our day so much better because we're not waking up to a big mess and I'm not having to be the one to tidy it all up by myself before I go to bed, right? Nobody wants that. That's not fun. So the trick is to race to see who can tidy up the fastest. And then, of course, you need a prize and a reward. I mean, you could just have bragging rights. That is fine. But you can also have something really simple, right? Like the winner gets to choose the show we watch or the game we play, or they get extra sprinkles on their ice cream, or they get to choose dessert, or sometimes I'm not even having dessert. So she gets dessert. And it's like the same that would have happened anyway, but we can just say, yay, you get dessert. (laughs) So then just choose a prize that works for your family. Keep it simple. Again, the idea is that you can repeat this daily. So please do not overcomplicate it. Please don't try to be like the Pinterest perfect when you start this out, right? It can always progress later if you really want it to, but don't start, don't set that bar too high when you're first starting. Keep it real simple, real life, doing this, trying to do this every day. So don't overcomplicate it. All right, that's number four, friendly competition. Number five is to put on some good tunes. Now, I love listening to upbeat music especially when I need to do tasks that are not otherwise appealing to me. So that might be cleaning, folding laundry, doing the dishes, sometimes cooking. Yes, you heard all that right. I talk about doing all these things that doesn't necessarily mean that I love doing them, right? I have this podcast because I want to do less of those things that I don't love. And so this is a way for me to learn about those things so that I can be better at them. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? 
If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. But when I put on music and I start jamming out, right, that stuff doesn't that I don't really want to do, it doesn't bother me as much. I know I need to do it. It gets easier because now I get to enjoy something. I have a little bit of joy and a little bit of fun. Now, you could even take this up a notch and put on your favorite songs on a playlist that you only get to listen to when you're doing chores or decluttering or those things you don't want to be doing. Now, this idea is called temptation bundling, and it's the idea that you only get to do that fun thing when you're doing a task that is good for you, but you resist it because it's not really your favorite task, okay? So you can also do this with that friendly comp or that friendly, what am I saying here? The friendly competition with the family, number four, the tip we just went over. So you can actually use this too, because we actually pop on music as part of our nightly power tidies. Now it makes it more fun. And after a while, it starts to become a routine, right? Your brain can automatically go into cleanup mode when it hears your tidy up song. So if you really want to drill this home, pick one song that's like your tidy up song that you all love and can motivate you all that, you know, that everybody can get behind. And then when that song comes on, your brain starts to go, oh, right, this is when I get up and I clean the house. And so there's less asking, there's less nagging from you. Look, daycares and preschools do this. They do it with a cleanup song because it works. And I am all for any hack or motivation boost that we can get if it's as easy as playing a song. I mean, well, why not try it for yourself, right? This one's pretty simple. So if you are looking for some music, I actually have created a playlist on Spotify. It's called Declutter and Organize Inspiration. I'll make sure I link to it in the show notes. So check it out if you're looking for some new music. They're just a few songs that I like that remind me of cleaning, decluttering, or kind of letting go of things. So yes, let it go is on there. (laughs) But there's a few other ones. So I'll link to it in the show notes. Check it out if you're looking for some new music. And one bonus point is that the lyrics are not explicit. So I have made sure to pick songs that do not have the explicit label. So you don't have to worry about choice words if you have your littles at home with you while you're cleaning and decluttering. All right. I can't necessarily say that some of the topics aren't mature, but I don't think there's anything that I wouldn't let my daughter listen to on there. So uh, yeah, that's a big one for me. All right. So that's number five. Put on some good tunes. Get some good music going. Make it fun. Tip number six is to stop the inflow with a no spend period. So another way to improve decluttering is to not do it. (laughs) All right. It's not what it sounds, right? Because sometimes the problem isn't getting things out. That's not a problem for you. You can get the things out, but the problem is that you bring too much back in. 
And so if inflows are a problem for you, I want you to schedule a no-spend period in your life. Now, a no-spend period is basically what it sounds like. You get to buy the essentials, right? I'm not saying that we can't go without food. You don't need to stock up on all of that stuff so that you can live for a month without going to a store. That's not the problem. Please replace your essentials like food or necessary items that break. But if something is not essential to living, can you go without purchasing it for a set period of time? Now, this period of time is up to you. It could be a weekend if you really struggle with buying stuff. It could be just a full weekend. We're not going to buy anything this weekend. We're not going to a store. We're not going to buy anything new. That might be a challenge. You might want to go a full week. Maybe you go a month. In extreme cases, maybe you even go a year. Now, this is not my life. I'm not going a full year without buying something new, although sometimes it feels like I do that. But this is just a moment to be conscientious about what we are bringing into our home. And so we want to just stop, put a pause on it, make sure we're being intentional, and just give ourselves a moment to reflect before we actually purchase something. Now, not buying new physical things also encourages you to use up what you already have. So in a way, you are decluttering because using these things, using them up, actually gets them out of your home. It's just in a different way. You're finally using the things that you have, which is the whole point of having stuff in the first place, right? It's not so that we just keep it in a box in the garage. It's so that we actually use it. Stuff is a tool. I will continue to say that forever and ever. Stuff is a tool. So you might be able to get out these things, get creative with what you already have in your home because you're not buying something new. So it's going to make your brain think maybe in a slightly different way. If you're like, oh, I really wanted this thing, you can take a pause and instead of going to the store to buy it, you can say, is there anything else in my home that I have that could do this job for me or that I could tweak to make do this for make it work, right? Can we make something else work? And so the best part is that a no spend challenge or period is a really super low bar to entry, right? All you have to do is commit to say I'm not buying anything. There is no prep work, there is nothing that needs to be done. You can just say we're not going to buy anything new this weekend. And if it gets to be too much, guess what? You can stop at any time. You can say all right, this isn't working for us. What else can we do? Or you can say, we will make this one exception this one time for this one thing because we feel it is very necessary. And then you actually had to go through a lot of hoops to just say, okay, oh, in your brain, all mental, of course, to say, you know what? I, that was challenging. I do actually really want that thing, but you will be more intentional about buying it. And you can still make that one exception and go right back to the no spend period, right? Again, doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to overcomplicate the things. And then ask your family to join you and then see how many days you can go. Can you start today and then just see how many days you can go? And if you do have to make that exception, then just mark it and say, okay, we bought this on that day. How much longer can we go without buying other things? And it doesn't have to feel like a fail. It's just a moment of, okay, well, we actually did need that. So that's number six, stop the inflow with a no spend period. And number seven, the final one, is to build in your dreams. So this one is my favorite on the list because I think it gets to the heart of the matter. So let me ask you a question. Why are you decluttering? Why do you want to declutter? Is it simply you want less stuff? 
that's probably not the real reason you're decluttering. I think a lot of us, when we think, I want to declutter, it's just because I want less stuff. But why do you want less stuff? Do you want less stress? Is your stuff stressing you out? Do you want less chaos in your home? Do you feel like it's a complete whirlwind because you have all this stuff and it never gets put away? Do you want to be able to find what you need when you need it? Do you want to stop buying duplicates? Do you feel like you're wasting money because you can never find what you need? So you're always going out to buy something, even though somewhere in your house is this thing that you wanted and you just had to go buy it because you needed it. Do you want to entertain more? So maybe you want to clean your home so it's easier for you to say, hey, come on over and you don't feel insecure about what your home looks like. Maybe you just don't like the look of all that stuff taking up your space. But do you understand that none of those were, I just want less stuff? Why do you want less stuff? Because no matter the reason, it's actually deeper than just tossing the things. In fact, what I have found is that when we declutter from a standpoint of what to keep in our lives, it's not only much easier, but it is more fun, right? So when we think of decluttering, I think traditional decluttering is what am I getting rid of? What am I removing from my space? But if we can think, what is this space used for? What do I want my home used for? How do I want to feel when I'm in my home? It makes the whole process much easier and much more fun. Because you get to think about your dreams. You get to think about your desires for the future. You get to think big. You get to think about what the future will bring. You don't get bogged down by your past. You don't have to hold on to things just in case. Instead, you get to ask yourself, I have the real, two really great questions that I love. You get to ask yourself, does this item fit with the bigger dream vision of my life? And if that answer is yes, you get to keep it. And if the answer is no, then you get to ask yourself one more question, which is, do I use it on a regular basis? And if that answer is yes, then you get to keep it. And if that answer is no, then you can confidently declutter that item because it doesn't even fit with the vision you have for your life. It doesn't even fit with who you want to be, what you want your home to be like, how you want to interact with your family, the dream vision that you have for your life. And if it doesn't fit with that dream vision, then why are you keeping it? What is the point? Why would you keep something just in case if it isn't even the person you want to be? Okay, so when we can shift our focus from removing the stuff one piece at a time and instead focus on our big picture dreams, it is so much easier to let those things go. And it's a heck of a lot more fun to live into, okay, start that one again. And it's a heck of a lot more fun to release ourselves from the mundane and step into our bigger vision goals. So that is what I hope for you. And that is step number seven, or idea number seven, build in your dreams. And with that, I want to turn to you. Do you think decluttering could be more fun? Well, it is time to ask yourself, why am I decluttering in the first place? Is there a dream that you can use to motivate you? I would love to know what you liked most about today's episode and which strategy you want to try first. Send me a DM on Instagram or comment on this post. I want to be clutter-free on the social channels. Or come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and you can share with the community. There will be a discussion thread for this episode and we would love to chat with you in the comments. 
Also, if you join that Avalanche Declutter Challenge, I'll have the link in the show notes, including additional resources. They're on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 160. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 160. If you do join that Avalanche Declutter Challenge, please, you're welcome to let me know on Instagram or in that Facebook group. Uh, We would love to cheer you on and see what you're decluttering every day. And you'll probably inspire others to join you as well. So it really is that domino effect and you might be the inspiration for someone else. So come on over and let us know. And with that, I hope you have a fantastic day. I will see you back here next week for a guest interview with Michelle Perta. We're gonna be talking about the conversations we have in our homes with our partners and our kids. Michelle is a marriage coach for moms, and so it was really fun to get her take on decluttering as a family and different conversations we have around our things. So I know you're definitely gonna want to check that out. You will not wanna miss it. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast as well so you can get notifications when it's up and have that already downloaded for you. So that wraps it up for today. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. All right, see you next week. Cheers. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.